Tom with Guys, Games, and Beer, and we are at Gamehole 2018, and I am here with... James McGarity with Guys, Games, and Beer, and uh, we have a guest here today from the Dealer Hall. Jerry Savage with Savage Creations. Jerry, grab that mic, okay? Because you're going you're to talk, and we'll grab it back from you when we need it. Trust me Sounds on that. Sounds good. Sounds so, good. So, we were walking through the vendor hall, and this guy, one thing particularly caught my eye, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but... This guy does some amazing kit for your gaming needs, um, but more than that, and that's some of the things we're going to talk about. The things that caught my eye actually would be perfect for your DM table, but he's got a whole bunch of other goodies as well, so I'm going to let him take over now, and I'll tell you what, I do want to lead off with what caught my eye okay. and why, why I was like, oh, i got to have this guy on the show. Th- this is perfect for your DMing table. So what he's got are the most amazing dragon pads. I'm going to come up. I'm going to have somebody take this up to the camera and show it to you guys. You've got to see these. They are absolutely gorgeous. Um, I mean, uh, any DM would love to have it. Now, here's the cool part. He can customize these for you. So he's actually made some with the uh, the Game Hole 6 on it, which are just, again, absolutely beautiful. Um, so that's what caught my eye. Um, I, I, I'm gonna have, we're gonna be really rude and ask pricing right away. So if you guys are interested, if they go to your website or I'm sorry, if they go to where can they find these? Facebook page. I have a Facebook page. It's J Savage Creations, and I list I, everything's out there. When I make a new piece, I always post it out there, and it's always available. So those those run sixty five to seventy dollars a piece, which is a reasonable but, price for a pen that you believe use me. Forever. Is is a steal for this? You, I, you know. Here's the thing. I know it's it's it seems kind of like an old fashioned thought, but there's a heft to a certain type of pad. And believe me, holy crap, this thing's got heft. You would be, again, this is perfect for your gaming table. I, they're absolutely gorgeous pads. Um, but again, you do a whole lot more than that too. And I'm gonna have to let Jim t- grab the mic back from you for a moment, and I'm gonna hand you this mic. All right. Right. We, we were walking by there, and I was. Uh when you first uh, started showing off one of your uh, key creations there, and uh, you had already said that you know uh, Tom had picked it up, and he was like, "Oh, this is you know," he, I, I could see in his eyes, he's like, "Oh, this is something that I really want to buy right now." And, and you looked up at him, and you had this like, kind of a, a guilty look, and he said, "Well, you know, I only made one, <laughs> and it's already sold, and the only reason it's here is so that I could show it off to other people." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it, it it was not only just a nice piece of really handcrafted uh, wood artwork, but it had a, a, a dedicated gamer functionality to it. So what we'd like to do is, you know, and I'll hold your mic for a second, or okay. you, and then you can try yeah. to explain it. And I know yeah, it's a little bit directional, so you grab that mic, and uh, I'll, well, I'll just hold this up. Okay, good. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start out with this one and and explain forward to the other one. So in my campaign, I drive a very prop-driven campaign. And so anytime that the players find a magic item, I actually hand them the magic item. And so if they find a wand, it's a wand like this, and I put the little black rubber bands on there, and they have to 
peel it off and give me charges as they use them. They can't just forget to write it down on their player character sheet. So I turn every one of these individually and assign properties to them, give them a little card to go with it. But what's cooler than having just a handmade unique wand? Well, the next step up from having a cool handmade wand would be a cool handmade wand that you can actually store your dice in, okay? So this is what caught his attention. Now, this was uh, the first one that I turned out. It's my, my prototype, but it sold like almost right away. But I know, the, I know the guy who bought it, and he said I could keep it around through the weekend and show it off a little bit. So same kind of concept. Put the rubber bands on there, but you got a handmade African blackwood, unique, unique magic item for your campaign. So, uh, go in, but before you put that back down, go back into the rubber band idea. I love that idea, and, and elaborate on that so people understand what you're talking about. Okay, so so what I do is like with in this right here, you can see there's a little card inside of here. With every magic item, when they find it and they attune to it or identify, because we play first edition. Um, it tells what the properties are. So, like, if this were a wand of fire, it might take five charges to do fireball and two charges to do burning hands. So they actually have to peel the rubber bands off there and give them to me so that we know they've, you know, expended all the charges on the wand. Right. So it's a charge marker as well, which I really love that idea. And a simple idea for doing it. That is absolutely brilliant. Nice way to run your campaign. Now, when uh, when I uh, came up and talked to you, one of the things that... Uh, you brought up in your discussion is the uh, the attention to detail and craftsmanship. Now, um, myself and Tom both do uh, maker work, um, but nothing quite to the level of just general artistry that we're talking to here. You, you're, we're looking at uh, a custom rare wood. Um, you yourself said that you had to actually, to get something like this, you had to actually do a custom turning on it. Yes. Um, yes. Can you describe sort of the process in manufacturing one of those? Well, I, I do a lot of hand-turned parts. Um, I do a lot of hand-carving. And so anything like this, it's always unique. I, I, I simply won't reproduce anything. Even if I could reproduce it, I wouldn't do it. Um, so I'll make things like uh, dreidels, and they'll be handmade dreidels. I'll laser dwarven symbols into them, you know, come up with things for them. So something like this is turned on the, on the lathe. In order to crank something like this out, it, it took me about 15 hours to figure out exactly how to make it. It took me about three hours to make this specific one. But you got to break it down and do it in parts. Um, I probably turn 20 hours a week and carve 30 hours a week. And so I, you know, I, I, I kind of got it down. But it's still a challenge to make something to come out nice like this. Right. And, and for this, and the price, can you uh, just elaborate on what roughly one of these would cost? So... They're going to run anywhere from 80 to 140 bucks, depending on the wood. Okay, this mm -hmm. is African black wood. It's pretty expensive wood. This one right here is a $140 wand. Mm -hmm. But they'll go down to something like, um, this is a normal African black wood wand, and I've got 85 on it. If it had uh, something like, say, mahogany, it might be about $80. Mm -hmm. so. You know, and it's something that should be pointed out uh, from someone that has actually done uh, not quite work like this, but similar work on uh, lathe machines and so forth. I mean, we're talking about hand lathing. We're not talking about he's, he's putting this into a CNC program and everything like that. He's up in the lathe with a chisel. He's yeah. turning this thing over time. Okay. Uh, you know, one nick, one false move, and it's over. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it can split the wood, it can misshape it, it can, it can make it structurally unsound. So there's just a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of craftsmanship. So this is actual real craftsmanship here. Right, and hazardous work. Uh, you did kind of mention you had a little mishap this week. Yeah, yeah I was trying to turn a, a new, unique thing to bring in, a 15-inch long piece of acrylic, and it would, would have been really cool if half of it had went flying by my head at 1 o'clock on Monday morning when I was trying to finish it up. So it's at my booth if you want to see it, what it looks like half of it's finished. Um, but I'll tell you, it's funny. You you know, you talk about getting right in the lathe like that. Most nights my wife tells me I'm not allowed to walk back up from the basement until I change my clothes mm-hmm. because I'm covered in dust and covered in wood chips every night when I get upstairs. So, yeah. and, and again, like I said, if you saw the material, you know, this is hand sanded, hand polished, really actually works of art. And, uh, you know, you see... You see some people in there, uh, in the dealer's hall and so forth, and, you know, you see various artists, and, you know, this is uh, this is someone that has taken a passion for woodworking and a passion for craftsmanship and metalworking. I see you have metalworking in there, stoneworking, um, etching, engraving. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's really good to take and see something like this out there. You know, you see various people do it kind of, you know, in various degrees of quality, but this is actually from start to finish some really nice work we have a few other things on the table here i want to talk about these things as well so not only do you work in wood and metal you work in stone yeah some stone carving. so you've got some some talismans and charms here by the looks of it so some really cool stuff to, available on that too so if people want to find your stuff one more time where would they go to find your items online you can go to my facebook page it's j savage creations and um uh or else you can find me in here in the uh, dealer hall or at GaryCon, either one. I do both of those conventions. Excellent. Yeah, if you haven't been to GaryCon, that's another great one. But definitely, definitely get to Game Hole today if you're out and about. It is worth the stop. There's uh, so much going on. Um, we will have a link to his Facebook page on uh, our show notes below. So just look at the show notes below and link to his page. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Again, amazing stuff. Appreciate it, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, we're out for this interview. We'll see you on the next interview. The cockpit. Cockpit vary from generation to generation. First generation is fairly cramped and small. You'll see that. But things to worry about. Main monitor. This will show you your position on the map. Sub monitor. It'll show you what's behind you normally. Hi, it's Tom with Guys Games and Beer, and we are at day three of Game Hole 6 here in Madison, Wisconsin. And we've got some very special guests on the show. But first of all, my co-host this morning... I am James with Guys Games Beer, and uh, we got, like I said, we got some nice people here, and I'm going to pass the mic down and let them introduce themselves. Brynja Blackpaw, warrior from Pack Long Fang. Uh, my name is Mara Fayil. I run our brothel in our tavern. I am Torolf Grimsvolker from Clan Axound. And you see, and as you noticed, I've got his mic. Groner Skeletor. <laughs> the brains of this operation. So, guys, what are you guys doing here at Game Hole this weekend? Uh, we're here this weekend with Last Hope LARP. We're doing some live-action combat tutorials as well as some demos in addition to a couple modules that we'll be running through the entire convention. Okay, so if you guys are unfamiliar with Last Hope LARP is, first of all, that means you haven't been watching the darn show. Pick up a few of the past episodes. Watch these guys. They're amazing. But that being said, Last Hope LARP is a live-action role-playing uh, troop out of 
Uh, we're based out of Baraboo, Wisconsin. We have some private property in New Lisbon that we run our monthly events. We also do weekly practices in Baraboo, Wisconsin and Wasa, Wisconsin. So when they say weekly practices, it means they get together with weapons and beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, no, serious, dude. You you can't. When I say beat the crap out of each other, you got to watch these guys perform. It is, first of all, their combat skills are off the charts. I mean, watching these guys fight is amazing. Um, the fact they don't kill each other while they're doing it is even more impressive. Um, whoa, whoa, hi there. Yeah, okay, but it is definitely something you should check out. And right, we're going to give a quick mention of where they can find you on the internet. Um, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter account, and we also are on Instagram, so you can look us up on any of those places. We also have our Last Hope LARP website. Okay. We will put links to all of those things on our website, so you guys can follow the links. Whoa, whoa, watch that hand. Um, <laughs> our website is www.guysgamesandbeer.net where you can find us, but you can also find us on Facebook at www.guysgamesandbeer slash, try that again, www.facebook.com slash guysgamesandbeer. But we'll give those out more at the very end of this show because this is only one segment in a very long show or possibly three or four, which we always manage to get from that. Okay, so guys, what's if they come to see your show, what would they expect to see? Uh, combat, a lot of... Uh a lot, of, a lot of high-paced role play, really good actors, really good friendly environment, family-friendly environment, really cool armor, you know, just a lot of really cool stuff. I got to get back on your lap. The cameraman just yelled at me. Oh, my. Yes. He was enjoying this. He was enjoying this way too much for me to leave your lap. So, but it's, but it's, so again, it's more than just straight combat play. You guys are actually doing role play that involves combat. Yeah, so we are a high-immersion, medium-contact, low-fantasy game. Um, so we strive for very what-you-see-is-what-you-get environment. Um, you know, whether you want to play the hardened Viking-style warrior like Torolf and myself, um, or if you want to play a merchant um, who sells uh, companionship <laughs> for the evening. Um, wait, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. I, I, I like the little difference in thing there. Who sells... Love, companionship. Well put, both of you. It can be both. It can be both. Continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, no worries. Um, so anyway, if um, you know, if in our game you never want to pick up a sword, or maybe you specifically want to touch other people's swords, um, we have a role for you. We can make a spot for you. Okay, we are happy fun. to have you with us, um, and you can be plenty successful. Yeah. So. Um, that being said, so if somebody does want to kind of be with you, we got to talk a little bit about your costuming. Holy crap! You, uh, you, you stand up, please too. Um, I, are those going to show okay on the camera? Camera, oh, and then I sit back down. Cameraman's yelling at me again. I didn't frame this shot right. It's my fault. This, oh, this is getting better and better. Every time I sit down, it's a little more. Never mind. A <laughs> little bit, little bit, little bit. All right. So Jim, you had some questions specifically for them. I'm sure. Like. Well, this. yes, I do. I, I, I've known Ryan for a long period of time. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for about a decade and so forth. So I, I kind of know a little bit about the, the general early origins and so forth and how this is all developed. And, you know, going back about, you know, a little over a decade, there were, there were several LARP groups out there. There was, back in the day, there was OWBN, there was Nero groups, there was, you know, several of them. But all of them had uh, this thing where 
especially like in, the, in some of the Nero, even SEA, that, you know, there wasn't a niche there. You know, there wasn't, you know, uh, a, a continuous, uh, well, super structured, you know, group of individuals that, you know, were really dedicated to the art. And over the years, as I've been following your groups, you know, progression and so forth, um, you guys have kind of entered sort of like a golden age in LARPing, where you've uh, you've developed the genre, developed the world, the history, the uh, all the pretenses around it, the uh, the culture, so to speak. You know, uh, defined on your own language subsets, uh, you know, uh, cultural mores, norms, and taboos, and so forth. And what I want to kind of hit is uh, in on that is uh, one of the things that came in. It was a big thing on the news. Was actually you know listed your, the repurchase of land and your development of uh, basically a, an altered civilization on this land. So if you could kind of enlighten us on that, that would be great. So one of the things uh, that we do that's a little different is that we have a continuous storyline. So from the beginning of this game, seven years ago, we have had a world and a people that has been developing um, for the last seven years. Any new players that can come in can add to that story. Um, and it's there's, there's a bit to read up on if you really want to know the entire background of everything. But it's, it's a beautiful, uh, well-developed world with a very long history, and it's so cool to get to continue to add to that and create the own thing yourself. And then, yeah, with the land in New Lisbon, we are still, like, every month we work on it to, to um, build up, and, you know, we're adding structures uh, over time, and, yeah, we're just trying to get it as uh, developed and <laughs> as possible. Anything to Okay. Add? Um, to kind of expand on the the story that really is what makes Last Hope and um, also uh, Arcos, which is another group that we pair with quite often, um, very special, especially in Wisconsin. Uh, so we are focused specifically on the story about um, branching out the world as a whole, and the the players who interact with that story are just that. They are interacting with that story. They are not necessarily directing it um the world doesn't focus on them um they are small player or small fish in a big pond um and so that really allows players to find their niche really play what they want to play um so you would say that the story overall is more about the narrative than it is about the individual uh yes it is it is very much about um the world that we play in about the continent of margarine the social goings on um, you know the the wars and battles that are being fought, rather than you know the the petty disputes between two players. All right, quick question: What is the troop size now? Oh my goodness! Um, so because we have monthly events, it can really rotate. Uh, we play summer, winter, rain or shine. We're outdoors and we're playing. We have one political dinner that we do indoors, but otherwise every event that we do is outside so it can really change depending on the weather we have uh i think the biggest one we had was 75 to 80 (laughs) yeah the biggest event that we've had we had 88 players but again that's we do monthly events so that really shifts we'll have um it can go between 40 to 80 uh, roughly excellent excellent listen i gotta take a few moments and talk to this handsome handsome gentleman right here and what's uh what's your name in the troop learner's gonna eat there Okay, I'm going to shorten that up a little bit. Bosh, bosh. 
Grunar. Oh, Grunar. Grunar is the short. Okay. Grunar, how long have you been with the troop? Five human years. Oh, that is a long time. And, and, and how, how, so, so, so human years versus Grunar years is? Grunar be 84 now. But I don't know conversion because I only count to six. Okay. <laughs> Damn good looking for 84, Grunar. You are rocking that 84, okay? I'm just going to put that out there right now. So, what part are you playing? Grunar is of what race in the troop? Grunar be Mordok. We bash human. We bash Senia. You also bash politicians in the last time we were talking to you, which I think is a much better choice. Don't talk politics with the Mordor. We, had, me, and Rob had this experience. It did not go well. Trust me. We, uh, we tried. We, had, we tried getting into a deep political instru- discussion with you guys last time you were on the show. Didn't end well for us. I remember. <laughs> all right, all right. So, one more time, I want you to go ahead and give some information where people can find your event. Uh, if you go to Facebook for Last Hope LARP or there's Last Hope Live Action Roleplay Wisconsin, either of those are good resources. There is lasthopelarp.com is our website. Any of those uh, pages will have our events listed. I would also like to point out there are a lot of other LARPs in our area. You should check them all out. Grunar happens to run a LARP called Arcos, uh, and you can find them at Arcos. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This has got to be good, Grunar. I can actually see you running a LARP. The problem is, how many survive your initial bringing them into the group? Grunar be good guy, okay? Okay, you know. You understand that, okay? All right. Grunar help people. You won't kill any of anybody who comes to join your troop. But not all work that way. Okay, well. Just Grunar. All right, all right, good, good. You are a good, he is a good one. All right. Oh, oh, wait a minute, that's being debated. All right, Jim, any... Well, okay, I'm kind of good with him not killing me, thank you. Jim, you got any other questions for the troop? <laughs> Pretty much got everything covered. I guess the only thing that most people would probably be interested in, you, you guys are well-costumed, okay? Well, you know, well-appointed in, in, in your roles and, and so forth. If I was a new player entering into, you know, your troop, you know, what kind of resources could I look towards to take in Basically, I mean, it's obviously about the, the theatrics and, and, and costuming and so forth. How, how would I go about that? So, um, once you know when our next events are going to be um, through the Facebook, through the website, so on and so forth, um, really the only things that you need to bring to an event are a good pair of boots and an open mind. Um, yes, uh, a good pair of black or brown boots that will look uh, decorum because we do strive for high immersion. Um, we have uh, loaner gear, uh, weapons, armor, um, clothing, stuff like that that we can loan out to you to have you fill in pretty much any role that you want. Um, you are more than welcome to, before the event, hop on our Facebook page and ask questions. Our players are very welcoming, very open-minded about stuff. Um, They're happy to answer any of your questions. Um, you can also uh, also email our lasthopelarp at gmail.com with any questions to get a response from the heralds and staff of the game. Um, and like I said, just come with uh, boots and an open mind, and we'll take care of the rest. Excellent, guys! Thank you so much for being on the show today. Great interview again, guys. You want to check out Last Hope LARP? We will have links for all of their. I know I've got a finger. Okay, <laughs> Drunar gave me the finger. All right, I'm just going to put it out there right now. 
So, again, check out Last Hope Blurp. We'll have links below in the comments section. We will see you guys for the next interview. As you can see, he's in standby. He cannot fire. So if you're in a fueling bay, you are vulnerable. Get in, get out. Hi, this is Ryan from Guys, Games, and Beer, and we're here at GameHole Con 2018, the sixth annual GameHole Con in Madison, Wisconsin. We're here with... I'm also Jacob Pingus. We are here with Jay Sonia and Clinton Boomer. Hi, I'm Clinton Boomer. I am here with Storm Bunny Studios and Jay Sonia, and I am sleeping in the bed next to him, and it's amazing. Uh, because the room has That's two That's how we start all our interviews. Hi, Clinton. How you doing, uh, buddy? I am amazing. I've gotten a lot of good hours of sleep, and it's it's due to the Vader mask, and I'd like to thank you for using the Vader mask. So I was not going to announce to the general public that I had adopted the Vader mask, really? but now everybody in the world knows I wear a Vader mask. I love your Vader mask so much, because there was a time... I feel like we're having a special moment. Is this a weird way to start an interview? It's not a weird way to start an interview. It's, it's not weird. It's, it's not. It's may, okay. You can make it weird, I guess. But okay, now it's weird. Yay! So, so we, we've got about things. We've been to a lot of cons together. Jay and I travel a lot, and this is my this is so far my favorite one because the sleeping has been excellent. So, uh, what is uh, first of all, what has really brought you to this convention, and/or what are you guys working on currently? That is an excellent question, Jacob Pinkos, and I would like to thank you for asking it. Jay, would you like to field this one? Well, we came here to sell amazing books and hopefully to sell con. You know, we've got Bloodlines and Black Magic. We brought that. We're running House of Hollows tonight. Can you hear me, guys? Just fine, I hope. Um, we're also running you. some stuff for Alessi and Rune tomorrow. We've got an event at uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning called You Couldn't Get Tickets to See Matt Mercer, a D&D musical in three parts that involves airships and the astral plane singing in Cthulhu. It, it'll be fun. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, singing pirates, dancing pirates. It's going to be amazing. Okay, and also, we're, of course, we're doing a lot of stuff for Bloodlines and Black Magic, and yes. we want people to come play that. So, absolutely, awesome. That <laughs> I had no clue how to really finish that up. Besides, just going awesome, and I hope I can figure out a way of sneaking into that. I'm or excited. Just even standing in the background. That would be the trick. Just we need a crowd stand there, yell things at people. Uh, so, uh, Bloodlines and Black Magic. I kickstarted part of that and have been trying to work with us. But for those that don't really know what that is, please tell us a little bit about that. So, Bloodlines and Black Magic is our um, a Pathfinder-compatible modern occult-based horror setting. It is essentially the first seven levels of Pathfinder with seven redesigned unique classes that allow you to play an occult hero in the modern world and face off against modern horrors. Now, I want to be really clear. It's not World of Darkness. This is not about vampires or werewolves Absolutely. or any of the traditional World of Darkness Call of Cthulhu stuff. We're very much working within the space of the American modern urban myth. So it's Crybaby Bridge. It's, you know plays off of modern American horror, things about haunted houses, you know, your your smaller segments of horror that aren't often explored. Absolutely. It definitely has one foot in supernatural. It definitely has one foot in channel zero. It's absolutely yeah, that would be an excellent example. But yeah, it, it's uh, exploration of occult themes, kind of using a system you already know how to play. Like I love Call of Cthulhu, I love Unknown Armies, I love uh, World of Darkness. In a lot of cases there is a there's a little bit of a gap when you sit down at the table and go, hey man, I don't know how to play this, I don't know this system, I don't know this setting, and you kind of go, hey man, don't worry, 
you kind of already know the system. Like if you've played any bit of Dungeons and Dragons since about 2000, guess what, man? You've got you're you're you've got one foot in the door already, and that is that was by design. We we did that on purpose, and uh, yeah, Bloodlands Black Magic is something we've been working on for God, four years now. Still maybe yeah. three? So, yeah. yeah, it's been about three. I think uh, we started discussing it and in Milwaukee at a different convention. Absolutely. We don't need to mention. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that was, uh, God, it would have been 2014 or 15. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a few years. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, uh, yeah, it's been three to four years now. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, wow. the book is out. We have more stuff coming out. Uh, find it on Mad Amazon. Man. Oh, yeah. And Monsters and Mad Men is uh, uh, on the way to you as we speak. And uh, it, yeah, we're gonna have adventures. We have a lot of support, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. We're here to promote it, and I feel like it's being promoted. So yeah. Do you guys have anything that is up and coming? Like uh, I know that you also host NonCon. Ooh, yes. uh, but uh, do you have any other events or any other big productions that are in the works that are coming out that people should know about? They absolutely should know about Alessia, which will be out in our planned release date is August of 2019. We may do a Gen Con release. It depends on how production goes. We'd really like that, yes. Alessia is our 5e compatible, Starfinder compatible, modern space fantasy setting. I won't go into extensive details because you can learn more about that on the website. That's We're relaunching our, our website as well here later in the year or early 2019. The thing that I probably should... You know, talk about locally here is we're going to move non-con. Like you've been to non-con back in February, we traditionally hold it in February. We've decided to try a summer event, and we'll be holding Sheboygan non-con in June. It of seemed 2019. like February in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, was just not everyone's favorite time to travel. No, no, there was lots of snow. <laughs> yeah, uh, last year it took us about three and a half hours to get home from non-con. So as much as we enjoyed going to the event, uh, the drive home was. It was treacherous. It was really, it was hard. It, it would also be a little easier for me to attend because, hey, June, I actually don't have anything going on in that month. And then July is going into, well, not for me, not Summerfest, Bristol Renaissance Fair, where I get to, you know, beat on people. So not, so not kind of normal. It's held in Sheboygan, correct? Uh, could you just go through uh, what it normally is? So, for those of you who have not been to the spectacular event that is Sheboygan NonCon, uh, Sheboygan NonCon is a small gaming and beer pairing event that we started back in 2014. Absolutely. Uh, it was six of us getting together to drink craft beer at uh, my friend's bar, a street ale house, downtown Sheboygan, and we decided to involve, you know, well, beer and gaming, and which is kind of convenient, all things considered. That's kind of a Wisconsin thing, absolutely. It's kind of our theme, and... More people joined in, and they're like, oh, we want a game with you guys. And I think it was like 2015 or 16 when we actually started. I think you guys came out in 16 for the first time. We've been there, or, we've been there uh, two or three years. I'm trying to think. Yeah. It was, so it might have been 15. I want to say it was 15 that yeah. you guys came out for the first time. And like this last February, you just learned like people don't want to travel in February. It's not convenient. And so, and we had a lot of conflicts with sporting events and stuff. So, well, and since the major, I mean, the reason it's called non-con is because there was such a strong, I mean, for everybody involved, dude, this is not a convention. Yeah, like, it's not very a convention. This is just us getting together and drinking and playing some games. It's not a convention. Which spawned the name non-con. And it's go, a great excuse to move it. for day drinking and gaming. That's what it is. End of the day, and moving that I don't think is inappropriate. I would like to. to I would like to add a day of 
or two of responsible day drinking. <laughs> Let's put that out there because we do not encourage irresponsible consumption. No one. We're adults. No one would do irresponsible day drinking. But yeah, no, we figured moving it to June would be, it would makes it more accessible for the community. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to bring spouses in. The lake is great that time of year. The weather is warm. It's just a better time for the event. And we have other associated events that will probably work with us and maybe even uh, we might be working with three sheeps I don't want to say for sure because I don't know yet <laughs> but we've talked to them briefly they've offered up a space uh, they're in the new Coca-Cola bottling plant so if we can make that work we might get access there and we've got a couple of other taverns like Limelight that want to host you know specific events so it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting event yeah I know the, the one year we went there uh, Dragon's Milk had the, the few variations that were those are very potent and you had to be careful what oh what you had to drink? If they have the one that I got to try, uh, I think it was two years ago, the uh, triple mash or whatever. Uh, oh, I, I had one of those and then had another because it was just so tasty and then went, I can't remember what my character does anymore. New Holland Brewing Company does not mess around. I God love them for it. That's a Monkey King is still my favorite, and that uh, will... That is a good one as you well. You will become the Monkey King a very short time after consuming one, and that fills me with joy. Yeah. Uh, uh, long story short, Storm Bunny is on the grow. Uh, Non-Con is on the grow. We've got a ton of awesome stuff uh, coming out soon. I'd like to thank you guys for your time. So... To get more information about Noncon or Storm Bunny Studios, where, where do you go to yes. check out Where stuff? can we and them all find you guys and or your personal stuff? So if you've never found Storm Bunny Studios before, we're on most social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. But mostly you can find us at www.stormbunnystudios.com. It's got all of our social media stuff, access to our storefront, stuff like that. Lots of fun stuff to look at, download. Yep, go to stormbunnystudios.com. Stormbunnystudios.com, you say? Stormbunnystudios.com, that's what I said. Stormbunnystudios.com. Outstanding. What a great website to check it's out. It's a great company, but I'm biased. Well, I would also agree that it is amazing. I am slowly on my way to running a campaign of uh, your Rune campaign setting. I'm but very proud of Rune. 5e uh, setting style. You gave me most of the conversion. You said it was being updated and that you'd send it's me the rest of it when you actually completed it. So, that is correct. Yeah. So I'm going, hey, I have enough to actually go, boom, this is how I do it. And this is, well, me doing my first time DMing and running a bunch of first time players through the game as well. I couldn't be more excited for you. That's oh. the American dream, brother. Well, thank you. And it was chosen by the fiance to be like, I want to do this because clockwork, Nordic stuff, boom, let's do it. And I went, okay, sweetie, this is what you want for your first time through. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Your, your fiance is wise. Yay. All right, well, thank you guys for your time. This has been amazing. Uh, I enjoy being interviewed. You guys are the best. Well, thank you very much for your guys' time once again. Yep, once again, this is Guys Games and Beer. Uh, catch us in other uh, interviews throughout the weekend. We're at NonCon 2018 in Madison, Wisconsin. NonCon, or, uh, no, Game HoleCon, sorry. This, this happens. <laughs> this, this. So look below for yes. the links. Game HoleCon. NonCon and Storm Bunny Studios. Once again, Ryan, Jacob, thank you, Storm Bunny Studios, for coming on the show. 